0: Hello everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Fearfully and Wonderfully Me. Today's episode is all about self-worth and identity. And I think it's important to talk about this because a lot of times we we don't really think about intentionally creating our identity. Right? Nobody can create your identity except you but th- the problem is that most of us allow our identity to be created or influenced by external forces and we don't stop to think about intentionally creating that on purpose based on our values. We don't really control um, creating our identity. A lot of times we just let it kind of happen by default. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just realizing that when we intentionally influence and, and create and shape our identity based on our values and who we are, it really ties down directly to our sense of self-worth. So I want to dig, that, dig down into that just a little bit. Um, because my point here is to help you realize that who you want to be is... Something that you get to determine and if you don't determine your identity other things and other people will so It it really comes down to you know Intentionally choosing Who and and what we want to become and it's powerful when we realize that that is so possible So let me give you an example when we when we create our identity around solid values and principles of growth, it gives us a solid sense of, of who we are and how we behave and, and the confidence to be authentically ourselves. And that means that we don't have to worry about filtering that in different situations, right? So it gives us confidence because we know intentionally who we are and who we want to be. And we know our values and it it gives us a strong sense of self-worth in different situations. So because, you know, we I think I've touched on this before, there really are two types of self-confidence. There is self-confidence in what we know how to do, our competencies, our skills, and then there's self-confidence in who we are as a person, our character. So the first one, confidence in our skills and our competencies, is situational confidence. So, for example, I don't have any situational confidence doing heart surgery. You would not want me to do heart surgery on you. I don't have any confidence in that. I don't have those skills, those that ability. But who I am as a person doesn't change whether i'm visiting an operating room or recording a podcast like this or or anything else right that's confidence in myself and who i am so really when you stop to think about that that sense of self-worth a confidence in who you are and and your identity has got to be centered on something lasting something permanent because that means it's going to it's going to be stable for you in different situations throughout the the storms of life you're going to have confidence in in that identity it's a center if you want to call it that it's a centering it's it's founding who you are intentionally choosing that and and knowing that it's going to stay with you that that's not going to change um in the short term so the reason it's important is you know a lot of times when we think about our self-worth we, we judge ourselves in the moment right and the reason that's Im- or important to note is that a single point in time doesn't show a trend it doesn't show any potential so when we think about our self-worth or the lack of self-worth and we look at where we are today or who we are today it's easy to beat ourselves up for not being where we want to be or who we want to be or you know anything it's easy to beat ourselves up for not looking the way we want to look or you know i'm feeling like i'm not good enough or or not skinny enough or smart enough or, or whatever and so it's easy to take what is today and, and beat ourselves up for it if we haven't intentionally created that identity. But a single moment in time doesn't show potential. It, it can't show an upward trend of you growing and and becoming your best self, your the best version of you, because it's just one moment. It's just one point. And you know, our actions don't create our identity or doesn't don't equal identity I suppose it's a better way to say that but they can help influence it you know I like to say belief drives behavior what you believe about yourself and your identity and your self-worth is going to heavily influence what you do so um, for example I you know I'm heavily influenced in what I do by my belief in myself and my my calling. Um, for example, I read a lot of books because I'm always looking to learn, I'm always looking for new things to share with you like on this podcast and through my blogs and, and books. And so that belief in, in my calling and that part of my identity drives behavior. So I read a lot. I learn a lot. I focus on you know, thinking through things before I put them in a blog and, and sharing them, the motivational quotes I put out. So it's just a, an example to share with you of what you believe about yourself and your identity is going to, to heavily influence what you do so you know years ago when i was um when i was still at home and i was still living with my parents and and still going through that terrible abuse and and that situation there was just so much so much shame in my life and i i I really didn't know how to cope with what was going on uh, and what was happening to me and you know i kind of just tried to not think about it and I know that sounds crazy but I I just didn't know what to do with it there was just so much shame around it and I felt so dirty and didn't know how to deal with all of those emotions and just you know struggling emotionally um, to handle the abuse that I was experiencing from my father and you know, compounding that was the deception, right? So there was the person that the public Rhea that I like to say that, um, who my, my family and friends thought I was that person. And then there was the, the shameful Rhea, um, who lived with her father, sexually abusing her. And then, and then there was the desperate Rhea, right. Who, who who's struggling to just manage all this and, and find some sort of normal life. And my coping mechanism back then became food. And, um, I really, growing up, we didn't really have a lot of uh, emphasis in our household on healthy nutrition and that kind of thing, but um, I just went to the extreme. In order to cope, and I remember sneaking up entire um, boxes of keg icing and you know those pound boxes of uh, uh, confectioner sugar or brown sugar and just eating that stuff with a spoon and you know it just it tasted good and it made me feel good even if it was just for a moment but I started to create that as a coping mechanism and it starts to influence my identity because I was creating um, an identity centered around what felt good right then right and and everyone now I mean we know I certainly know now how bad sugar is for us even a little bit and and here I was eating entire boxes of the stuff but it it tasted good and it made me feel good and so not surprisingly I started to gain weight and what was interesting is um my father he took me and and signed me up for a, a local gym and it it was um, a local gym there that had classes for just women only so it was one of the things that he um, approved of me doing and he really didn't know about the you know the food that I was turning to in order to just numb my emotional pain but um, something happened when I started going to take those classes for the first time in my life I realized that that i had some control over my physical body even if it was just an hour a day and it was incredibly liberating because it gave me a different foundation for some of my identity so suddenly instead of basing my identity around oh this feels good in the moment i don't have to worry about the long term consequences i now started to it started to influence my identity around someone who was a little bit healthier, who had control of her physical um, body and environment. And that's based on a principle, right? If we eat um, healthier foods in the right amounts, we start to look and feel better. And that doesn't matter if we're pear-shaped or apple-shaped or, or whatever. It's a principle that if we eat junk food all the time, we are not going to be the best version of ourselves physically, but the exercise made me feel stronger. It made me feel better about myself. And so it kind of became like a, a, you know, a competition for myself when I realized I could finish the whole class. You know, I had to build up the, the strength to do that. And all of that started leading to better eating habits. And I started to turn away from using the food and the sugar as a coping mechanism. And the exercise was a much better coping mechanism. and Because it's more principle-centered, right? I mean, because... Ultimately, most exercise isn't, isn't very comfortable for the body. And, and we know that. Now, we can enjoy exercise because we know we're reaping the benefits. But let's be honest, it's not comfortable to get all sweaty and out of breath. It's just not. And our our physical bodies don't like to be uncomfortable, right? It's just a fact of being human. And so our, our physical body tries to keep us from, you know... Uh, getting into that state. And, and so it tells our mind, Hey, this is hard. This is hard. This isn't any fun. But we have to just realize that the long-term benefits outweigh the short-term discomfort. And when we can get comfortable in that state, then we're, we're helping to create an identity based around self-discipline. And we'll talk about that in some of the later um elements we'll drill down a little bit more into that but so my point here is is that when we start to intentionally think about who we are and our identity then we start to increase our sense of self-worth because we are intentionally choosing who I want to be and not just drifting through the day or drifting through the year or the life right? We're actually thinking about that and being on purpose. You've heard the phrase, I think it's um, based on Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life. And so what I'm talking about here is is creating your identity on purpose, who you want to be, because founding your sense of identity on solid success principles is always going to serve you better than the alternative, the default. Now, my choices aren't your choices, and I'm not telling you what choices you should make. But what I am saying is you get to choose the person that you will become and your results in life will be based on the choices that you make. So the, the only question is then is who do you want to be? Until next time. Start increasing your influence and maximizing your potential with Ria's audiobooks. Available at audible.com, amazon.com, and iBooks. Please visit RiaStory.com to learn about Ria's books, resources, speaking, and training programs. Thanks for Thanks for listening.